0: Since 2012, American Field has been the go-to resource for brands big and small to connect with consumers across the country. In 2020, we took to the airwaves, connecting you to makers and doers from wherever you're listening. I'm Lucas Fitz from Smallhand, inviting you to join me in learning the stories behind my favorite brands in the AF network, from the mouths of bright entrepreneurs from coast to coast. Welcome to AF Fireside. Hey there, welcome back to AF Fireside. As always, stoked to have you and excited to have another guest with us for another episode. We're continuing our little mini theme here on brands that are gonna be joining us for our Hill Country Hoedown, our brand discovery marketplace coming up in Austin in May. Uh, we're recording this on a Monday afternoon, uh, which is Monday, four o'clock on the East coast is about the time that I start thinking about a tequila drink. So no better time to welcome, uh, James, who's the CMO of Epic Western, one of the coolest brands that we're having join us in Austin this year. James, welcome to the podcast. Appreciate you having me. Yeah. Thank you. Stoked to have you. I, I, I think of all the brands we have on the roster so far, and I look at the kind of visual representation of Epic Western, and I think, man, that that is the Texas that a New Englander like me wants to go hang out in. Can you tell me a little bit about the brand? Yeah, sure thing. So
1: Epic Western was uh, born on the back of a truck bed in a dove field in South Texas. <laughs>
0: about Like all
1: good things. Right, yeah, about <laughs> two and a half years ago. Um, 2019 is, uh, three gentlemen that are based out of San Antonio. Um, they actually had never been in the be- beverage industry before, but, uh, they felt like there was a, uh, a void for a real ranch water that's ready to drink, ready to go in a can. And they figured that out when they were in that dove field after the hunt, they were yeah. mixing everyone ranch waters and their Yeti cups and everyone kept coming back to them. And they just had to play bartender the whole time. They, we tell the story best, but they had a couple of bottles of Don Julio Blanco tequila and Topo Chico and a sack of limes and a little bit of salt. And we're mixing them up, you know, for everyone and said, man, it'd be a lot easier if we uh, you know, had this in a can ready to go. We could just ice them down and people could grab their own. How come no one has really done that? And they found some other ranch waters that were starting to pop up on the market, but they were a flavored malt beverage, you know, sugar alcohol base. It's not not really even made with real tequila um or premium tequila and so um anyway they decided to hire a liquor attorney and asked her how come nobody's really done that and she's like well you have to make it in its final format packaging in the region where uh the agave is grown and where the tequila is made and so um that's jalisco mexico or other parts of mexico and so Anyway, they went down to Jalisco and figured out the supply chain. And um, so, yeah, Epic Western is is made with 100% blue agave tequila in Jalisco, Mexico. And we actually import it to the States. But um, that's kind of the brand story. And, you know, our, our brand is kind of rooted in that South Texas, uh, Mexico kind of cultural exchange and um, how special that is to,
0: to these guys that are based out of San Antonio. That's very cool. I, I can't think of a lot of good ideas that have come in my life. That started with tequila mostly usually <laughs> right. that's bad idea. that's the best idea i think i've ever i've ever heard that came from that story very cool um so ranch water and, and forgive me you know cold new englander up here is ranch ranch water is like a thing
1: it is you'll see what? it all over cocktail menus um you know there's now there's billboards all over the place for mm. all kinds of ranch waters there's even yeah. whiskey ranch waters and seltzer ranch waters and but a true ranch water is, is real tequila, uh, sparkling water, basically Tobo Chico is kind of originally how they made it, sure. uh, lime and salt.
0: Cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm hearing about this phenomenon through the select brands that are have kind of made it a part of their offerings and, and really learning the most about it through you guys. That That's like the main thing. But I, that was my question. Next question I was going to ask was what are the components that make your, your traditional ranch water? you've spoken a little bit to this next question i'm going to ask you but maybe a little bit more in depth can you speak to what makes uh what makes the brands the you know what makes epic western the the best in the biz
1: yeah i think you know and I actually, I tried these guys that just started up the, the company and I tried their ranch water and was just really impressed with the juice and and the packaging. And so I hit them up to come on board and, and lead marketing because I felt like they were the only ones that were really doing it the right way. So cool. the right way to make some ranch water is with premium tequila. So 100% blue agave tequila, um, certified, uh, Mexican mineral water, uh, lime and salt. And, uh, those are, it's a really clean drink. It's, you know, no, no drinking is healthy, but if you're going to drink, it's about as healthy as it gets. Um, you know, no sugar, one gram of carbs, but yeah, that's simply how you make it. And I think that's what differentiates Epic Western is that it's actually made in Jalisco, Mexico and imported. And, um, so it comes in a four pack and got one here. And, uh, so since then you've got the ranch water here and then, we recently launched a, a Paloma, which is a grapefruit tequila drink. Uh, okay. Quite delicious on a warm day. Yeah. And then a cheese burrito, which is our take on a skinny margarita,
0: um, cool. which is uh, zero sugar in, in both of those as well. Wow. Yeah, that's, that'll be my drink of choice once I once I get down there. I love it. Um, um, so so did you come to the table with a like a food and bev background or an alcohol background?
1: Yeah, so I actually cut my teeth with a brand called Deep Eddy Vodka. Um Heard of Deep Yeah, good friend. Yeah, national brand. Yeah, um, I was going to say I went to Boston to, to to sell it and market. Oh no
0: way! All right, Back cool. In
1: the day we we you were the drinking,
0: history then.
1: Yeah, our vodka at Fenway. Um, nice, but yeah, th- that's kind of how I cut my teeth, and it was you know we were hand wrapping labels around the bottle when I started, and um, in 2011, and then. You know, fast forward four years and we're in all 50 states and, wow. um, you know, 75 employees. And uh, so that was a really fun, fun ride and worked for another beverage brand after that. And then had been in the apparel space the last cool. four or five years and um, just came back
0: to to beverages. Very cool. So as a as someone that's been in the industry for a while, what uh, what's the best thing about working in the beverage industry? What, what keeps you around? Yeah. I'd say the people, you know,
1: it's just like, no one really takes themselves too seriously. It's, mm-hmm. it's a fun industry. Like, um, I mean, sure. You, you know, my friends sometimes think it's all about the, the glam and the glory and there's, we sure. definitely are still sitting behind uh, computers and looking at spreadsheets and all that good stuff. But um, everyone knows how to happy hour the right way. So that's, what's fun about the sure. industry.
0: Yeah. It's cool to, to get to. Um, I mean, obviously there's, like you said, There's no way to do it 100% healthy, but it's a fun thing for people. It's a, it's cool to be a part of that experience. And now we really see brands really dialing in the visual side of things. And that, you know, as a, as a big packaging nerd, big, just product nerd, um, you guys are, are really, really crushing there. Were you around for kind of the creation of the visual identity of the brand? I wasn't, but
1: it was one of the things that attracted me. And, and now I'm, yeah. I'm fully into it with, uh, you know, our new SKUs coming out and we're going to do a variety pack. And so it's really fun. We actually just hired a creative director named Renee. She's super talented. And so it's fun to talk about, you know, I mean, we have, we have a great foundation for the brand, but to be able to um, figure out how we want to articulate the brand and what our messaging and what our voice is like and, um, You know what are our brand pillars and how do we buy media all that stuff is really fun Mm -hmm. with a a fresh new brand that has
0: a great great foundation yeah absolutely foundation that kind of revolves around uh a pretty fun spirit it seems too yeah definitely i think it's
1: like uh you know there's a the cosmic cowboy on our on our can you know and it's kind of like this uh western vibes Um, but then we're also really into music. We have, you know, sports partnerships, um, you know, there's that kind of health and wellness aspect, at least in terms of alcohol, it being Mm -hmm. clean drinking. And, um, so those are kind of some of our, our brand pillars
0: and and how we're going to market it. Very cool. Um, it seems like now, now before we hit record, you had mentioned to me that you're in like still in the first year with the brand that the brand's only been distributing for 10 months or so. Um, yeah. And you have so many different things going on on your on your radar. I know that's like kind of part of being an entrepreneur and being part of a brand like that, but seems like you guys have really boomed in a short period of time.
1: Yeah, what is, it's been really
0: good. What's it like to navigate that? How do you how do you keep on top of that growth?
1: Yeah, good question. I think, you know, especially on the personnel side and your resources, like being smart about um, you know who you're hiring and in which markets you're hiring in and what's your state expansion plan, you know, it's easy to just say, okay, you know, this distributor in X state wants us, let's, let's go there. But I think if you take a more calculated approach um, it can, it can pay dividends in the long run. So, you know, our, our whole philosophy is let's never keep our eye off Texas. I mean, there's Mm -hmm. huge major markets here with a lot of people who already drink a lot of tequila and know what a rainwater is and know what a paloma is and so you know dallas uh austin fort worth san antonio houston is kind of our our main focus but we're expanding to um louisiana new mexico colorado south carolina and georgia next and so you know kind of the states that border texas but also kind of that gulf coast southeast Mm -hmm. um state expansion plan and so um, yeah, we just hired a couple sales directors, and then a guy to run a sales in Texas. And now we're expanding the team. So Now we have 14 full time employees, and Damn. just a few months ago we had four. So it's it's cool. fun. I think you know, just um, back to your original question, like being able to scale it sustainably is is <laughs> is key for in this business because um, there are a lot of consumers, a lot of different ways. It's just how do you how do you bring the brand to them and a, in a a meaningful way that's going to stick,
0: for sure. So, if we were having this conversation uh, a year ago, right, and let's say you were, you were the same company was the same age, I I probably would call the company a pandemic baby. And now this pandemic has gone on for so long that it's like, what what do we? You've only known the pandemic, right? So, I, I was thinking, I wonder. You, you talk about up in distribution, what kind of hurdles you've hit given supply chains and you know labor shortages and all that kind of thing. But this that's really the world that you came up in as, as a brand, how yeah. has, uh, as someone that's navigated that journey through a couple of different brands, how has this journey been unique given the time?
1: Yeah, I think, um, you know, in, in the beverage, in the beverage alcohol space, a lot of, you know, they call it off-premise, on-premise. Your off premise is your retail, your liquor stores, and your on-premises, your bars and restaurants. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, obviously the bars and restaurants sales just tanked. And so sure. the brands that could figure out how to double their off-premise sales to make up for their laps and on-premise are the ones that, you know, made it through or didn't lose a lot of market share. And I think... Mm-hmm. For epic western we're more of an off-premise brand more of a retail brand because of it's a ready to drink cocktail in a can Correct. people are scooping up a four pack or a case of it to go out on a, on the lake or uh, to the beach or golf course or whatever it is and so um you know i think it was a good timing in that regard but now things are starting to open back up and um we can s- sell through a variety of different accounts or outlets um but yeah i mean i think overall it's it, our focus is kind of on liquor store distribution and then mm-hmm. um quality marketing that makes sure that that consumer awareness
0: is there to to help pull it from the shelves cool do you think that um think you'll ever be on tap yeah
1: well a lot of a lot of people do that but they'll uh, they'll make their own and they can yeah. they can do it a lot cheaper because they typically do it Fair. with a lower quality tequila um <laughs> but uh
0: we're kind of sticking to the cans, yeah. Yeah, cool. Well, I think there's definitely a market for for that to be what you said on premise. On premise was the trying mm-hmm. to fit in the yeah. lingo here. There, there's a market for yeah. that, right? I mean, people people love love a cool. I mean, nothing nothing cooler up here than like having an old vintage high life bottle at a, at a dive bar. I feel like that's part of the experience. You could have that too. Yeah. Have your cake and eat it too.
1: I love. Yeah, it.
0: for sure. No doubt. So speaking kind of specifically to the the self starters uh in in your world right? people I won't always think about the people that want to start a brewery or start a you know cocktail brand um what from from the position that you're sitting in what advice would you give to somebody that's, that sees himself for the future with a a small bev brand
1: yeah good good question i think um i was touching on it earlier like just thinking about your expansion plan and like where you want your key accounts to be like Mm -hmm. this is something we did at deep eddie too it's like you you don't want to penetrate the market like in a scattered like wide approach to start Mm -hmm. i don't think i think you need to like really hone in on um where your sweet spot is and like go deeper in those accounts like um we kind of pick our our top 10 bars at Deep Eddie and say okay let's make sure that we show them a whole lot of love and we've got multiple cocktails on the menu and bartenders love it and push it instead of going and putting it in 30 bars, but only 15 of them really have your consumers there. And True. so, um, that would be, that would be one thing. Uh, I think like product stability and like supply chain stability is obviously really important these days. Yeah. Uh, understanding all of your your costs, like, um, aluminum and cardboard recently like went up. And so it's just, yeah. Things you have to deal
0: with these days. It's, is, it's fill in the blank yeah what, right whatever, whatever it is it's it's probably going up it's <laughs> impacting everyone <laughs> for sure um,
1: um but other than that i would just say hire good people you know like yeah, set so, the tone the right way like um be a be a leader that like serves the people on your team and, and mm-hmm. looks out for them and that all seems to pay dividends
0: what are uh what compare and contrast here what's the similarities and differences between the industry you're in right now, and your experience in the apparel industry.
1: Yeah, um, it's funny. You get when you get get back to CPG, it's like, okay, <laughs> um, we're this is a different type of product and a different type of like sales funnel, if you will. Sure. I mean, you have to work through distributors like legally, and so mm-hmm. that's a key relationship too. Is your distributor partners. And then from there, getting it to retail and then making sure that people pull it from retail. I mean, right. hopefully, one day we'll like liquor companies and beer and wine can ship direct. But and I know it's kind of in a gray area right now, but yeah,
0: it was looking like it was getting closer.
1: Yeah, it's getting close. Like COVID definitely helped that out. Like it expedited more lax on alcohol laws. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think no one really cares. Like everyone's happy about that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'd say the the main differences is just uh, like that whole sales uh, journey. And sure. know, previously, I mean, sure, we, our apparel company, we were mainly e-commerce. We would sell through mm-hmm. some retail stores. So that was similar. You create a pitch deck and you bring your wares in, bring your products in and go sure. and try to sell it into the store. And that's similar, but um, the e-commerce side was was quite different and um, I love them both, and I think Epic Western's got plenty of uh, opportunity as a brand name within yeah, the, sure. as well. So who knows? For
0: sure, future future is wide open for sure. So yeah. we talk a little bit about your distro plan, and uh, while it might have sounded like a totally random assortment of states that was your was your next leg, I know that that is is super intentional, right? And you guys have probably dumped a ton of resource and energy into figuring out what that's going to be. Um, but Epic Western, and so you describe it as a, like a true at heart, Texas brand. What, how do you retain, or what, I guess, what does that mean? First of all, to Epic Western to be a Texas brand and how do you communicate that out of state over state lines?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think like right now we, we mainly just have distribution in Texas. So I've been like hyper-focused on that, but but it's coming, right? (laughs) Yeah, it's coming. We're, we're coming to the new States. Um, no, I think it's that kind of like, like I mentioned earlier, that relationship between Mexico and Texas and that kind of laid back, you know, open fire dinner and um, delicious ribs and pork rinds and everything else that we had in Jalisco. Like that, that's the kind of feeling that we want Epic Western to be. And you can, that can translate to your backyard barbecue to you know, you're out canoeing, uh, hiking, any of that, like it's a portable cocktail goes really well with in all of those uh, scenarios. So, um, I think at the center of our brand is like a, a laid back uh, vibe, but also like don't want to just drink something just to drink it or just to get a buzz. I feel like people are kind of seltzered out these days, like they yeah. don't want to just drink something super light. It's like, let's get something that's a more premium product where I, I don't have to <laughs> just slam a bunch of them just to get yeah. a small buzz. Like our, our, whole thing is it's, you know, it's a true cocktail and it's premium and it might cost a little bit more than a seltzer, but you can drink two or three of them and just kind of chill out during the day. Yeah. And um, so I think that uh, that kind of mixed perfectly for you every time cocktail in a can mm-hmm. and spirits based is is we want to be the the premium spear space tequila drink that's um,
0: that's here in the states. Hell yeah! I feel like you're you're on your way there. Oh, have Have you gotten to go down to the facilities that you you use to to bottle the product, can the
1: product? I have, yeah. Actually, my tell me, first. Tell me a little bit thought. about that. <laughs> yeah, um, so I went down with. Uh, the the three co-founders are Adam Love, Dub Sutherland, and Royce Ishner, um, three great guys from San Antonio, like I mentioned before. And um one of our part owners and uh, ambassador for the brand is named JT Van Zant. His dad was uh Towns Van Zant, who wrote oh, Poncho cool. and Lefty and yeah. old, old Country Star. And wow. JT's an awesome guy. He's a fly fishing guide on the Texas coast and one of the better known fly fishing guides, I'd say. And um Anyway, he the we all flew down there uh to Lisco for the production run of our our skinny margarita, the cheese burrito, and our Paloma. Um, and it was just so cool seeing how the supply chain works. And we went and um checked out the agave fields with that kind of deep red rich soil with the contrasting like light blue uh teal agave and it was just gorgeous on the on the hillside of the highlands in Arandas, Jalisco, Mexico. Um, and then we got to go to the facility, our coat packing facility, where they actually make the product and put it in cans. And mm-hmm. they were running Paloma, our grapefruit drink. We all walk in there and uh, we're all wearing you know masks and gloves and like as you just like inundate you with this ripe grapefruit smell, the entire wow. facility just smelled the fresh grapefruit. And it was, it was awesome. We were, wow. you know, grabbing them right off the, right <laughs> off the line and, and taste testing it. We had to do some quality assurance down there. Course. So, Course. Um, yeah, it was great. And we went out to one of our partners ranches that evening up in the islands and they had a big barbecue for us and everyone drank the cheese burrito and the Paloma for the first time. And, um, showed us around the agave fields. And they had these little side-by-sides that they were just ripping through the agave fields with cool. <laughs> music blaring. And um, it, was, it was just a great time by the bonfire later that evening. So um, it, was a, it was a quick trip in and out, but uh, really cool to see Jalisco yeah. and,
0: and how they operate down there. Got to say, I, I, I get to go to a lot of cool places with American fields, see a lot of cool cities and meet tons of cool people. That is a hell of a work trip though. Yeah, for you, sure. You, you, you lucked out there, buddy. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's pretty cool. Well, I might not make it to Mexico anytime soon to check out the facility, but I, I will be checking out the product soon in Texas. Looking forward to that. Um, for folks that uh, would like to learn more about the brand and maybe keep, keep tabs on when it's gonna be hitting a liquor store near them, where's the best place for them to follow along on the journey?
1: Yeah, for sure. So, uh, Epic Western on Instagram, that's our uh, Epic Western cocktail co is, is, live there on Instagram. And then, um, our website, epicwestern.com. And then if you're in Texas now we're available through twin liquors, uh, pretty much every store, total wine, um, specs has most of the specs have it, uh, here in Texas, and then a lot of the just the independent liquor stores, your your neighborhood liquor store, um, a lot of them carry it as well. So nice. Uh, go grab a
0: grab a cold four pack and and enjoy. There you go. I love it. Will I be seeing you at the Austin event? Yeah, I'll be here. Oh, yeah. so I'm looking right. forward to it, man. Looking forward to it. Cool. Well, you heard of your first Epic Western someday. They will be epic all over the country, no, no doubt in my mind bring a little Texas to all of us up North. James, thank you so much for your time today. Looking forward to seeing you in Texas soon. Thanks for the
1: time, man. Looking forward to seeing you as well. Absolutely. Take care. All right. You too. Bye-bye. Thanks.
0: I'm Lucas Fitz and this is AF Fireside. To learn more about all the brands featured on the podcast, check out fireside.shopaf.co and don't forget to subscribe to us on your streaming platform of choice. Thanks for listening.